Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. Uh, the Tony and the team, they've got a heap of seminars and educational uh, meet and greets and whatnot over the next few weeks. If you want to have a look in the description, all the links are there in all the different cities. We're hoping to get Tony or uh, the great Morts on in the next few weeks to give you a few more details, but there are there is plenty there in the description. Welcoming my co-host, Timmy. What's doing, mate? Still drunk from Monday or what? Yeah, but it was funny. So I do that many bloody podcasts these days that when uh, when I woke up this, or actually Sunday afternoon when the, the Finney tweet went out on social media from you sticking it to me as per usual, just something different. I thought it was a Wednesday, 8 a.m. I thought it was a beers and break, even's job. Got in for the bloke in a bar potty on Monday morning and I saw the Finn rock up and I said, oh shit, I've got this wrong. So, mate, uh, to be honest, it was bloody good. It looked good. Yeah, yeah it looked good. Yeah. The the, uh, the fin smells great over there too. Yeah, and the fin for anyone wanting to do a finny in future, it was very durable. There was no leakage. It was yeah, it was well designed. We actually didn't test it out before we did it. So when you started pouring, I thought, oh, oh shit, fuck, this could be terrible. I did not <laughs> test this at all. Guys, also brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Timmy obviously murdered a finny the other day, <laughs> filled with Bloke, the best beer in the land. And we will be at the Great Western Hotel in Rockhampton. This Friday night, 6 p.m., that is obviously Queensland time, so two-headed time, not New South Wales time. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, speaking of murdering some tins, mate, we're ripping the scabs off a few on, uh, on Friday night. I went in Rocky, and it's been two unreal weeks, so I'm tipping uh, Rocky could be a bit of a rowdy one just quietly. I think it's going to be unreal. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. So if you are nearby, come and say hello, come visit us. As per usual, uh, we will have two beers and break even hats for the first Supercoach nuts that come and find us. Uh, I had a few people last week that came up late in the show and said, Got any hearts? I said, oh, sorry, have to look at the boys over there. The two boys from Penrith came home with theirs. How yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drove from Penrith to Wagga for the show. Uh, well-deserved claimers of said hats. And just quietly, that's our back-to-back live shows where Panthers fans have come home with the hats. Yeah. So, uh, bit of pressure there. Jeez. Are there any Raiders fans out there? I haven't. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yes, <laughs> Friday, 6 p.m., the Great Western Hotel in Rocky. If you are there, come and say hello to myself and Timmy. Talk some super coach. Grab a hat. South Roosters that night. Maddie's going to be in a state. Yeah, is it? Oh, it's going to be an absolute treat watching it with the big fella. It's going to be sensational. Come visit myself, Timmy, Kempi, Maddie, the water boy. We'll all be up there. In, in the in the live show, we actually had a, a beers and break. We did. Super great question. Kempi loved it, didn't he? Absolutely loved it. Had no <laughs> idea. Don't think he even knew what it was. No. So it was great. Great times. Uh, okay. Results this week. Uh, I had one of the great bed shits of all time, and I am no stranger to a bed shit. This was a fucking special one from me, though. 8.50 
one. I'd like to say I scored more on my draft team, but believe it or not, my draft team had an even bigger bed shit. So, super coach wise, I said to you, I uh, a Thursday, Friday night, I just went, fuck this, fuck this. Got to Saturday to the point where Jacob Preston was named to start. Got him an income try score eight fifty. Thanks for coming. Didn't even put him in my super coach team. That's how oh. off the radar I was. So, a very early dummy spit. Not an not uncharacteristic of me. But very early for it. Hurts. How'd you go? Uh, quite well, the styles made. A good bounce back week of 10.47. So I found it just quite interesting. And I sort of learned a lot about myself in the last week and I suppose the last 12 months, especially Supercoach-wise, that just need something on the line. Need, need a sort of a state to be playing for something each and every week. And last year, you know, sort of... Of course, you're playing for the top prize of 50K, but a bloody hard thing to achieve and to win it. So... The second you put something on the line, mate, you crumbled under pressure and the mighty Stales, we thrived on it. Sure did. Speaking of the Stale, hand it over because uh, you get the big dog this week. Thank you, mate. You can be a temporary holder of the of the Stale. I'll take oh, the, the Stale. I'll How take good. the Beers and Break Evens Cup for the week. Oh, geez, the Stales are special. It just looks more, more natural, doesn't it? You reckon? Yeah. It's weird. It's got my name on it from last yeah, year. Anyway, yeah. enjoy it whilst you've got it. Enjoy it whilst you've got it. Uh, but, uh, in saying that, based on my form this week, I might never get it back. So, uh, <laughs> hey, mate, you crossed. are... I'll, I'll give you a bit of slack. The, the injury gods weren't nice to you. Didn't want your sympathy, but I will happily take it. <laughs> we'll happily take. take it. I'll take it all on board. Uh, okay, so I'm ranked 61,000 overall. Where are you ranked at the moment? Uh, up to 15,000. So Ooh. sitting all right. Very happy with that, to be honest. As I said, it's normally a slow start. So that's probably better than previous years after round two. And phew, it's a good show today. What We did the Playbook podcast last night. There are so many different avenues we can go mm. down with our trades. No, people are talking, um, selling Teddy, selling Cleary. Uh, I think every man is doggly trade boosting this week. People have got a lot of fires to put out. Some have bugger all. You add in the fact that Cheese was named this week. Uh, I, I think teams weren't overly diverse the first few rounds. And you're sort of thinking, no, not, not another one of these seasons. But I think we're about to see things blown wide open this week. Plenty of changes. Yep. Plenty of changes. And we'll get to it very soon as one of our key topics. But... Uh have that little column of break-evens open and in front of you this week, for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's, so, it's everything. It's everything. And, mate, I, I mean, I bring that up because we obviously, you know, we've added a lot of listeners mm. this year. Just off the top, what's a break-even? For people out there new to the game, what is it? Yeah, so, you know, super crazy, particularly early in the season, it's all about making money. Uh, and, you know, we'll get to touch on that a little bit more later. But break-evens, essentially, it is the magic number a player needs to score on any given week to either make money or lose money. So, for example, this week, you look at someone like uh, Jermaine Hopgod, a negative 139 break-even, which is absolutely obscene. What does that mean, the negative? Well, he can take the field, play one minute, score one point, and he's making a ton of cash because of how big his first two weeks were because he's cheap. Uh, at the same time, James Tedesco, who's you know top dollar, had two slow weeks, he has a break-even of positive 135. So if he scores anything less than 135, he's dropping cash this week. Mm. Hasn't that Hopgood just come from nowhere? <laughs> who anyway, saw, who um, saw that coming? Could you imagine, though, if Hopgood hadn't have played, I think it's seven sporadic games of first grade before arriving at Parramatta mm. and he was at, like, his, his break-even would be the 180 mark. Mm. It's insane. It's funny, mate. We, um, you know, someone would say that, Ruben Cotter was your, your crowning glory as a rugby league analyst calling it the origin early last year. But 
I can Hop God's got it. I don't reckon Cotter's on the podium anymore. Nah. I think Hop God takes it. I mean, so. we'd seen enough of Cotter to say, look, he's obviously very handy, but you basically called Hop God from New South Wales Cup, so I, I think it's your finest moment. And look, it's not it's not a, a group one field, but that was a good one, mate. Yeah, you knew something I was coming. I was there at the birth, so I've seen it all. Uh, now, our weekly winner. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I believe we've got a Bulldogs fan named Romeo. His, his team named Romeo the Bulldog. 12.71 he scored this week. So, Romeo, reach out. What a name, Romeo. Hmm. I feel like I would have got some girls throughout my life. My name was Romeo. I was going to say more. I think it's better to say some. <laughs> Good save. Uh, yeah, he'd be doing all right for himself. He'd be doing right, well yeah. for himself. So, Romeo, uh, reach out, mate. Beers and breakevens at gmail.com. I'll be sending out the week one prize winners and week two next Tuesday. So, try and get it into me ASAP. Um, yeah, we, are, we obviously got the Queensland tours and everything. So, I'll probably do them every two weeks, I think. Because on a scale of places I hate most in the world, the post office... Right up there. You're, you're a busy man. You do the hard yards for this podcast. So if it's two to four weeks, don't get your knickers in a knot. We'll uh, we'll get the prizes. You'll deal with it. You'll be there. Um, all right. Yeah. So reach out, Biz and Break Evans. Now, mate, I have also got a special shout out. Uh, the guy that got the seventh overall score in our comp this week. His team name is Guru is my idol. So Stop if it. you want to reach out to me too, Josh, right? I'm actually worried it might be my brother taking the piss out of me. But if not, if it's not my brother, Josh. Reach out. I might send you a hat yeah. your way. You're, you're, allowed, you're aware that in the, the rules of Supercoach that two accounts, mate, you can't win the overall prize. <laughs> and so if you do, if, if on the extremely off chance that you do come first overall, I will be dobbing you in regardless of where I finish. I'm in some curry all of a sudden. Yeah, and that, yeah. that, it also disqualifies you from the beers and break-evens cup as well. So. <laughs> uh, now, special shout out to... Sorry, it's Guru is my hero from Josh. Probably is my brother taking the piss out of me. But anyway, um, shout out to the guy coming first in our club. You will absolutely love his team name the Nigel Plum fan club oh stop it how good I wonder if it's if there's a there's a fella on Twitter I haven't actually seen him for a while he's probably blocked me to be fair wouldn't blame him uh, Nigel Plum's shoulder one of my favourite Twitter account names so if it's the same bloke Unreal. So shout out to Henry, uh, Nigel Plum fan club leading. Jack, who's got as much creativity as the Japanese flag, named Jack's team. He's coming second. And then, mate, how good's this? We had the Nigel Plum fan club. He's from Wagga or that region, isn't he? Plum? Plummy, yep. Yeah. Coming third is the Wagga Maniacs, Jay. So I, I think we might have two Wagga boys where we were last Friday night in the top three. They're a, they're a proud sporting you area. Gave them a few Wagga. tips on Friday night. Thank yeah. you. Thanks uh, for yeah, coming. We, we had some reach out. I put up an Ellie Katoa video yesterday from Bloke in a Bar. And people said, we were talking about Ellie Katoa on Friday night. I'm like, yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is Kyle. He's, his team name is Carry Gun. And Jacob, this might be your burner, Savage Like Xavier. Love that. In That's fifth me, place. That's, That's good. Uh, so, yeah, guys, make sure if you're not in the group already, make sure you join. 353 Seven four five. We'll have the code somewhere up here anyway. But three five three seven four five. What do you All win, right. mate? What do you win, mate? Fifty fifty k. <laughs> well, you probably will win fifty k if you win ours. But sorry anyway. about that, Tony and Bluewell. Yeah. We've just up forty five k. Five k cash prize. Cold hard cash. No strings. No bullshit. Five thousand. And if you're an NRL club member, an extra five hundred dollars on top of that from the great man Tony. How good is he? Yeah, North Sydney, Sydney Bears, Newtown Jets, they both count. They all count. They're all there. All right. Should we get into team list, mate? Because, good God, it's a touch on. There is. And, and you know, my favourite thing about it as a footy nerd and as a supercoach nerd, 
not a lot of it was direct impact on Supercoach players as such. It was just blokes coming back, particularly middles, forwards, that impact other players. So I feel like that's where Guru, we can come in and lend a bit of a hand to people who work normal uh, nine to fives and don't have as much time to consume footy. 100%. It's not writing on the wall stuff, is it? Yeah. You've, got to, you've got to do a bit of a dive yeah. into it and have a look. And uh, yeah, so let's kick off with the Thursday night game. Manly versus Parramatta at Brookie Oval. Manly coming off a bye. I'm expecting a W here for them at Brookie. The big news, Joshy Schuster comes back in. I think it goes without saying, Tim, but for those people that haven't played before or whatnot, wait two weeks on Schuster. Don't rush him in. That's it, mate. So a, a very big one for rookie super coaches is our prices don't change until they've played three rounds. So Schuster can play the next two weeks and his price won't move. So for someone who... Had his obviously issues in NRL last year, struggled to make the manly side, ended up being a plotter off the bench playing 10 minutes a game and became a trap for anyone who jumped on. You know, I don't think it will happen again, but if that does happen again, or he's coming back from injury, mate, if he aggravates that injury, you just, you've burned a trade. So there, there's no need to, to do that early. We saw on the weekend uh, so many injuries, HIAs, all sorts of things. So uh, lesson we learned, and there are more important buyers than Josh Schuster this week. Lock him in for two weeks' time. Take me, for example. I've got Kalen Ponga. Mm. I'm actually going to hold KP for the next week or two, just because mm. he's not going to lose money, and I'm just waiting not to downgrade him to Schuster. Yeah, completely fine with it. So don't go early on Schuster. There's so many other options out there to make money. Just fucking chill. Yeah. Especially because you can get him in two positions. And, and we'll, we'll get into it early as well so that people are thinking, oh, geez, there's way too many trades these boys are making this week. It's a boost week if you've ever 100%. seen one, isn't it? I'll be yeah. using one of my five trade boosts. Again, that gives you the, the luxury of using three trades this week. Five rounds in the season, you get one extra trade, you can activate that. No, you can't double boost and use four. You can use up to three, but uh, it's a great week for trade boost. And if you use a boost next week, I'd go, yep, fair play. Yeah, I'm yeah, all for definitely. It. So definitely use a boost this week, 100%. Don't get cute with it. Uh, Ryan Madison, he will return next week, so no real changes to Parramatta outside of Brad Arthur. Do, do you reckon the guy that does the interchange on the sideline doesn't have a walkie-talkie with him, or what the fuck is going on there? I love it. It's great for Supercoach, but what is doing? Uh, I mean, it's great for Hopgood, isn't it? Someone, someone said to me the other day, they were like, you know what, mate, Hopgood is unbelievable, but there's a bit of hype in that. They go... People don't look at the two missed tackles he made that, that led in tries. I'm like, fair, but I'm like, he played 84 minutes in round one as a middle, made 8,000 tackles, 9,000 runs. I'm like, I'll let him off the hook on that one. I'm putting that squarely on Brad Arthur for playing obscene minutes both weeks. I spoke about him for the last six months. At no point did I say he should be playing more than seven nah. minutes. It's fucking ridiculous. I... That is solely on Brad Arthur's head. But anyway, uh, it will be interesting to see when Maddo comes back, what changes if he plays in mass minutes. Mate, I... I we, we've spoken off air and had polarising opinions on where Maddo comes back in. Mm-hmm. I think that he has to come back on the edge, at least just until Sean Lane's back. And, oh. yeah, I, I know the importance of him as a middle, but I know like, I know they're not loaded with middles. I know they've got two edge back rolls on the bench, but I think is a good, good fo- footballer. I think he's a good middle. I look at the weakness in this Parramatta lineup. It's essentially the same uh, grand final 13. Well, not the same 13s last year, but the edges of the, the weaknesses that I see in Cartwright and Dury, not saying they're poor footballers, but I see the opportunity to lock down one of those edges with Ryan Madison. Uh, and I'm keen to see where this ends up next week, mate, but I think Maddo comes back on the edge. Which edge it'll be, I don't know. Um, what, you're still in the camp, it'll be a middle? Oh, I, I'm, I have n- I, there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever. I think the evidence so far is pointing that he will be a middle. You just said Makatoa's a good footballer. Put him on the fucking field. Mm. Why isn't he? He obviously doesn't trust him. 
Yeah. What? What? Like, is he going to play him on an edge, and then is he going to let Junior, RCG, and Hopgood play another seventy minutes for the next six weeks? What's? How's that going to work? Well, he's done it the first two rounds and hasn't used his net. They've also lost both so. games because he got tired bodies on the field. Yeah. Oh, fuck, oh, if, if he's playing on the edge, I'm going to absolutely rip Brad a new one. On I just, show. You, I, it's like him just saying, I've only got 16 good players in my top 30 squad, and I only trust 16 to be it's on the outrageous. field for me. Yeah. And, and I mean, the 16th guy's only putting out there for 13 minutes. He's pretty much got 15 yeah, that he I've trusts. got 15 that are good in my squad. It's outrageous. I can't yeah. believe. And all the, you know, I believe Hopgood, Junior, and Regan, they're all going to play Origin in the middle of the year. You're going to have no players there. <sighs> He's going to run them ragged. The two front rollers just played a World Cup. Both front rollers went all the way to the final. I can't believe... I, I, I don't think... I, I, I'm, I'm trading in Bryce Cartwright this week. That's how confident and I just, am. And they've also just... To, to make it even more uncertain, they've just let go of Nathan Brown. Yep. Another middle. Why? Who, who's proven. Yeah. And when the bright lights came, <laughs> you're on the biggest stage in your club's history. Mm. Oh, not in your club's history. It's been a long time. Yeah. You brought Nathan Brown into the side for the grand yeah. final. I yeah, I cannot yeah, work so, out what is going on yeah, there. Cut Cardi's not an interesting one, mate. He's what break even neg forty nine, two thirty four K. I think I wrote in my analysis this week that on any other given week you would not think twice and you'd lock him straight into your trades. Uh I just think because there's I, I don't knock the trade by any means. Yep. I'm just I think I'm prioritizing other trades. My two RF, my back row I'm very happy with. And I really want to get Ellie Katara in. So I just I don't have room to get another back rower in. Fair. Mm. I'll tell you what I would pay a large sum of money to be a fly on the wall in the room where Brad Arthur says to Junior Regan and Jermaine, "Hey, I know you've been working your dick off. Maddo's had a four, three week break because he didn't want to play. I'm going to put him out on the edge, though, guys. Mm. That's one way to turn your pack against you, in my opinion. Yeah. And it, yeah, you could be on the money, mate. You, you could. I think I, I'm, I'm interested to see it. I mean, it, it, what, what your I understand what your perspective is. It makes no sense to me, but what he's done so far makes no sense to me. So it, Without digressing too far, if McIntyre did play his 30, 35 minutes and it was a normal bench rotation, they've got a freaking four forward bench and it was a normal bench rotation. Carrying a utility. Yeah, what? in that sense, would you be like, all right, sweet, let's put Maddo on an edge? No, I, 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 I don't wouldn't. think they can afford to. Look. If we watch their last two games, they need him in the middle. Mm. They're yep. lacking punch there. I, 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 you know, I think Bryce Cartwright's done really well. I'm not a huge fan of um, Matt Dory, but he's done a job. I don't think he's been bad. I, yeah, I, I, I just don't think that they can afford to not have him there. Yeah. Yep. But we'll see how it plays out. I, I mean, around Cardi, he'll play his 80 again this week. Make a ton of cash and then all going to plan. He keeps his spot. So sweet. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, like, it's yeah. not a bad trade. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I just I can't work out what's going on there. Friday, six p.m. Knights v Dolphins coming to us from Newcastle. The Newcastle Knights are out. KP, Braley, Elliot, Jaser, Frizzell, pretty handy. Uh, other guys have come in. None that are overly relevant, realistically. Marsu still on the extended. Marsu on the extended. I have put a line through him for as long as Caelan Pong is out. Yes, I agree. I yeah. was like, I was very close to having him round one in my side. As good as Marju is, Supercoach wise, I just saw him scoring a lot of tries with KP yep. on the left. If KP's not there, if KP's not there, I struggle to touch a Knights player, to be honest. Leo Thompson, Brody Jones, Jack Hetherington uh, will all be big watchers in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I think you definitely can't touch anyone on that left edge oh. without KP. It's I just don't think not you can touch it. anyone at the Knights. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's harsh because they've just had one of their best wins in years, one of the toughest wins. They're just decimated, mate. They've had so many injuries. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dolphins, Jeremy Marshall King out. Nick Arima comes in. The other kid will come off the bench. Ray Stone also back on the bench. Uh, nothing huge to touch on there with the Dolphins, right? Yeah, nothing's changed except that nine slot. So yep. a few JMK owners out there a little bit disappointed, but yeah, nothing yep. too interesting. They'll be fresh coming off a training run against the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> 8 p.m. Allianz Stadium, Chooks v. Rabbitohs. Uh, Chooks, Matty Lodge out, Radley and JWH back in. Um, nothing overly Supercoach relevant here. Nothing too much there, mate. I do like, though, that you just laughed at your own joke. You know it's a good one when you laugh at your I own joke. I knew it would stung On air. <laughs> I've been thinking about it since Saturday, too. Um, <laughs> the other one, I guess, is that Cheese has been named. Uh, I'm still trading him, but Cheese has been named. So if you can't, if you've got too many other fires to put out, it's, prob- it's not a train wreck. Yeah, uh, I think Cheese is a trade, mate. He uh, And the way I see it is there are just some really good hooking options this week to trade in. So he's got the seven or ten or whatever it end up being in his rolling average of the cheese. So that'd be he's he's actually going to ten. He's going to drop money from his four seventy eight k. I would be surprised if he played this week. I know it's a bunnies game, fierce rivalry, but cheese knows nothing about it. He's come from Melbourne. Uh, they've got the buy next week. Yeah. And the risk with cheese as well is that it's this it's the rib cartilage injury. I'm pretty sure they said so. Cleared of anything serious, but rib cartilage which. It becomes pain tolerance. Think Joe, um, Joe Tapanay in the back end of last season. I think Dave Feed had similar at one point, or he might have had spasms, I don't know. But at any point, it gets a weird knock and it just becomes super painful. They go off. So I think cheese is a sell. Yep, I agree. South Sydney, um, Harmsello and Totola come back in, which is great for South Sydney in general. Uh, I think it hurts Shaq and Moali. Yes, it does. And, and like a... a Franklin Pelé to Shaq seems a relatively straightforward trade this week. Shaq played 50 minutes last two rounds. He's gone well. He's played good footy. I just think they are not the big minute forwards in this team. As I said, Sele comes back to Tola is a big minute forward. Uh, they've got Jai Arrow coming back at some stage who could come in as a middle. And, yeah, I, I just I think I'm going to hold off. Pelé played 22 minutes on the weekend and looked pretty good. I think I'm going to hold off on that one. Pele, I just, he's so cheap, he's not going to lose you that much yep. money. And if he plays one good 20-minute stint, he'll make money for three weeks. You can see him coming out at some point in a good doggies win and, and playing 25 minutes and just being the wrecking ball these jagging two tries. Yep. And, and how often are you seeing nowadays in the modern game with HIAs where team lose three and four True. guys? Good point. If he just gets one game where he plays 50 minutes, you're going, gun, I'm making money for the next few weeks. Because... So. Yeah, even though he's a big boy, I don't know what the fitness is like. I don't know how many minutes he can get in him. But as you said, there'll be games where he's forced to play it, being light on middles. I know TPJ's back soon, but as quick as he's back, they could lose another middle. So he doesn't need much time on field to score well. For sure. And I think Sharky looks very appealing at the moment, but I still think with those other guys coming in, you need things to go your way for him to be relevant. And even when you do, it's not going to be game-changing. Yeah, he is could it e- worth a trade? He could know. easily play like, 25 minutes, if not this week, next week. Yep. So sure. he needs to make that money very quick. Yeah. So it's passed from me. Super Saturday, Titans v Storm, 3 p.m. from Super Super Stadium. Uh, what have we got? Uh, Verils and Jojo Fafita out, neither on the extended. I will say this, Jojo Fafita not on the extended bench, as I said. So for me, I'm a little bit worried whether Campiera holds his spot, which is a huge kick in the mm. dick to my classic and draft team. Uh, I'm getting used to it, though. But if Jojo was on the extended... 
that'll be a different story because he's not. I would assume he's carrying an injury or something this week. Yeah, uh, that's so a good point. Makes me wonder if Carl Piera is safe moving forward. I wouldn't be trading him this week, uh, but if he does drop out, you then make the move then, yeah. which I think you quite possibly could. Mm, yeah, hold strong for sure. But uh, it's a good point. I, I missed that he missed the entire squad. Yeah, so not there. Mm, shit. Uh, Tino's brother also makes his debut. So he'll be a guy we'll hopefully be talking about over the next few weeks. High upside there. Obviously, basement price. Melbourne Storm. Uh, Kamakamitha, Olam, Coates, Sims back. Pazette makes his debut in the 14. Uh, good to see the Melbourne Storm getting some cattle back. Mm. Anything overly super coach relevant jump out to you here? Yeah, there is. And look, we'll speak a bit more about Eli Katoa later on, I'm sure, who I'm keen on. But a few things have popped around on social media asking about how does Sims and a few of these Kamakamitha impact Eli Katoa's job security. I think... A soft Solomona who was playing sort of 50 to 55 minutes. The fact that he's now gone for six straight weeks, Tarek has to play as a middle, doesn't he? I think so. First things first. And Eli Katoa, I know things can turn in one week, but he was the least of their problems against the Doggies. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. So I just think on merit alone, I think he keeps that spot. Uh, blokes coming back maybe impacts the minutes of, say, Josh King. But again, they've lost Nass, so we'll see. Sims doesn't worry me in the slightest. The biggest worry I have is when Eisenhuth returns, to be honest with you. I still yeah. think Eli Katoa will hold it, but I think Eisenhuth is a bigger worry to him than what Tarek Sims is. What, do we know off the top of the head uh, what edge Tommy Eisenhuth has played when he has? I think he can play both. You play both, yeah. And, and I think that's the thing with Tommy. He's, he's a good benchman because he can also play middle easily, and play edge easily, slots into centre when required. So uh, I, I'm, it's a big back in the eye test with Elliot yep. Katoa. There are a few minor red flags around, but I'm just sitting here going, I thought he was terrific on the weekend. Work rate's there, attacking upside's there, combination with Jerome Hughes, mint. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, no, I'm being very devil's advocate mm. there. I, I think you will hold but it. But on a week like this, mate, where there are so many good buys and so many blokes should be able to make a tonne of cash, you have to look at these little things and go, all right, 100%. There's, there's not a lot between the best and worst buyers, so. Yep, no, for sure. Uh, okay, Cows, Warriors, 5.30 from KO Stadium. No, it's not. That's from last week. It is from North Queensland. <laughs> oh, we're doing our best work. Uh, Cowboys, Tom Chester makes his debut. Drinky is, oh, what about Drinky owners? Good God. Send us an email. I'll send you a hat. I'll send you a trophy. I'll yeah. send it fucking all to you, you poor bastards. Yeah. Good God. And that's we knew he had some rollercoaster ability in him, Drinky, but that was something else, wasn't it? <laughs> that was something special. That was, yeah. yeah and to be man. honest with you, I had him in draft last year. Mm. Back end of the season, he won me a heap of games, but he won me a heap of games where he was on 10 with 15 minutes to go and finished yeah, on 90. Yeah. He did it a few times last year. So, yeah, tough one there. Uh, the kid that make, is making his debut, Tom Chester, have a three-week gig. Very, very talented player. Rate him highly, but I get a vibe that he won't be a huge super coach scorer. I think he'll be a better footballer than he is super coach scorer from what I've seen. Can I need, need you to elaborate on that, mate? What do you feed us the goods? I know. I just, from, from when I've watched him play, you sort of, you watch him play and he's got, he's got all the nice touches. He does everything right. You get to the end of the game and the stats just don't tend to be there. Mm. Uh, and that's just from what I've seen in Queensland Cup. Maybe it's changed, but like I remember watching him play a couple of games last year and every time I watched him, he looks electric and he looks great and he's laying on tries. Then I, I checked his stats last night and I think he finished last season with six tries or something. Whereas every time I watched him, it felt like he was laying something yeah, on, okay. you know what I mean? So I just don't think he's going to collect as I mean, he's only going to be there for three weeks, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah. hopefully he can score a few tries and, and put, put himself in the De- right spots. Devastated as a Val owner that he didn't sneak the fullback spot. I know it's not game-changing, but... I'm not ruling it out just yet. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not ruling it out just yet. I think I think they will likely run like this, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do yeah. make a change and Val goes there and maybe you see... 
Um, Tommy Chester, go back to the bench, maybe. And, we'll see how it plays and out. what, potentially Granville at centre? Uh, maybe, or bring in someone else. Or just, I, I'm not Brent, Brendan Elliott, sorry. Brendan, Brendan Elliott. Elliott. Yeah, yeah. I, did, yeah, I did predict a team start of the week, and I had probably more hopeful than anything, to be fair. I had Shibasaki and Elliott at centre with Vale at fullback, so definitely a chance. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I'm I, not I'll really tell you out. what, if it does happen, I'm tempted Val captain on a tough week, but at centre... I can't. I'm not doing. I don't think. Yeah, I get captain soon. But yeah, I just think that if it was round 17 and the wheels had fallen off the Warriors, yeah, I just, I just worry that. Yeah, it's really? hard the early part of this season. It's, isn't it? so it's bait, brutal. Can't wait to get the captain's chat. We yep. did last night playbook, and we were all just like, "I have no bloody idea." So yeah, I but more to, to your points, Val becomes appealing because there's not much else out there. Exactly. And I am very. I'm. I think I'm going to end up having my second Thursday night captain in a row. Ooh. Which is potentially well, we'll have that argument. How'd so. it go for you last week? D- didn't go well, and gee whiz, didn't the hindsight heroes put their capes on and come out to play? Fuck oh. me, good god! All right, for the New Zealand Warriors, uh, unreal game. This the two fullbacks, both debutants, both that I rate very, very highly. Uh, Tane Torpiki, he's debuting Ooh. for the Warriors at one. Yep, good pronunciation, mate. You've Thank done you. your work. Uh, was playing for the Bears last year in the Q Cup. This is a guy that I think will be very super coach relevant. Unfortunately, he only gets one game. Um, but I think last year, I think he played 23 games. I think it was 14 tries, 22 tries, 23 line breaks. So Bears. he's got huge upside. Yeah, playing up there for the, the mighty Burley Bears, one of the great clubs all time. Uh, so one to watch there, but it is only a one-week thing. But I, I, I think, and look, he's only there because Metcalf is injured as well. Mm. If Chance was out for three to four weeks... I'd tell you to keep an eye on him because mm. it wouldn't surprise me if they maybe move chance to centre if this guy makes a big splash. Okay, but with the one week, I don't think I, I like. I didn't even get him in draft last what, night. Uh, and what about chance, mate? Enough out there who who bought him. He was terrific round one. Had his HA last week. Going for one week, you got to hold him. Don't hold you? him. Yeah, don't yeah. don't out think not worth room. not yeah. worth busting trades. For if it. chance is your biggest issue, put your feet up and just enjoy yeah. the week. Because he'll come back next week and probably score another seven. You'll be like people will be looking to buy him. So. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think with HIAs, you just, it's a one week thing. Just let it go. Yeah, it is, it happens. It happens, shit happens. It's going to happen to everyone throughout the year. So just deal with it. Uh, now, Jackson Ford, HIA last week, missing this week. One of my many, many injuries in my draft team that was fun to watch. Also fucked every same game multi I had. That was fine. Um, missing this week. And we copped a lot of stuff. We copped a lot of shit last week saying that, you know, Jazz could come into the squad, guys could move around. But who's a middle? How is that going to affect Ford? Oh it's because it can affect Barnett and he can move around and fucking shock me a week later, Barnett on the edge. This is the worry with Jackson Ford. And if you brought him week one, respectfully, sympathy is very minimal. Yeah, I know. That's what I say. Wait a week when... Round one, every year, way to week. They're anomalies. We need to see how things play out. There are players coming back. And again, HS calls it, Ford may come back in and go back into an eight-minute role. But like another thing, Murata Niakora was unreal in, in last week. Yep. Who had played 60 minutes the week before. Does that flip and he becomes the 80-minute man and Ford becomes 60 on it. It's like, as a non-Ford owner, I'm sitting there going, thank God. Because he was one I had earmarked of, if he came out, played 80 again and went well, I was like, oh, that'll probably have to be one of my trades. So yep. I was going to get Eli Katoa last week, last minute. I was just really keen on him, had a good feeling. And I said, no, I was happy with my 2RF. And I was thinking, if Ford comes out and kills it, Garner or Wilton or someone was going to have to go to him. And I didn't want to tear my 2RF apart. So I held off. Now that Ford's not an option this week, I'm like, oh, that gives me some breathing space. 100%. And coming back to that point as well, when we warn you about guys, we're not saying it for the sake of it. 
because when guys come in, there can be a domino effect of other guys moving. Mm. And Barnett is the classic fucking example. Yeah. And uh, 40 hold, like chance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. Because I reckon there's a, there's a really good chance the coach would go, hey, you won the spot in the first yeah. place. You can have it back. For sure. It's yours to lose. But Mitch Barnett, very quality edge back rower oh, yeah. as well. So it'll be tough. All right, let's move to the main game Saturday night. The Broncos taking on the Dragons. Corey Oates out. Jesse Arthur's in for the Dragons. No changes. Still no Jack DeBellin. Uh, I believe that Jack will be back next week or the week after, mm. is what I've been told. But Ooh. I thought he'd be back this week, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but I've been told that he is on track for his return. NRL sites at round three. So I'm, I think it should be next week. It sounds like he's been very close the whole yep. time. So obviously that impacts what Jack Bird's role at lock, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, who cheap option for next week. We'll touch more on him a little bit later. But uh, yes. Is what it is. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Sunday, we've got the Doggies and the Tigers from Belmore. Love a game at Belmore for the Dogs. Preston starts. Ockenbore in the 14. I like the bench for Franklin Pele, Ockenbore and New Brown. I like that for him. Mm. I wouldn't be panicking on Pele. Preston getting the start. That is fucking unreal. Uh, I'm stoked that we started with him. And I think he's going to be a guy that a lot of people will go to other people before Preston. And I reckon we might have ourselves a sneaky little weapon here. If, if at the very least, you know, we saved the trade from round one yeah. and, and people, yeah. So uh, any listeners who jumped on that one, happy days. Better yet, if you played him last week, uh, I actually had Tanner Boyd plugged in as my 17th man, a reluctant 17th man last week. As soon as Preston was starting, I went, oh, thank you. Starting huge. first try scorer. Not only first try scorer, there was another two or three times I'm like, he could have scored yeah. there. So, so much potential there. And hopefully the doggies, hopefully round one was just a flash in the pan bullshit do, game for them yeah do, do we see any issue with TPJ coming back for Taylor Mariner to the edge Preston to the bench I don't think so I think Preston he, I think he provides too much on the yeah, edge I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play 80 minutes on the edge yeah but I reckon he'll be at least a 60 point guy yep. there he's good defensively and he's just mate that's what Canterbury a guy like him is what Canterbury's been built on just a yep. fucking goer yeah he is perfect for them, and he looks like a younger Ronnie Palmer. So I'm picking him every day of the week. There is no doubt about it whatsoever. And TPJ is not going to be a big minute man this year. He'll play his 45-50, I reckon, max. Yeah. And he'll come on as a middle. Fatal and Mariner, I mean, out of his own mouth, TPJ said he's, he's playing prop this year. Yeah. Fatal and Mariner, I think they like as a well, – it, he can play edge or middle very easily, but I, I'm with you. I just think Preston, he looks the goods. The Tigers, Dane Laurie out, Isaiah Papali out, Tommy Talao out, Simkin out. Uh, Staines comes in at one. Junior Tupu makes his debut on the wing, one that I'm very high on. I think he'll be a good footballer. Uh, Stafford Toa comes in, but probably the biggest news of the week, Batman makes his first appearance mm. on the extended bench. Johnny Bateman. Yeah. Fuck. If – I'm not sure if there's anyone in the world right now the Tigers need more than a John Bateman oh. to walk in there and go, hey, pull your finger out of your ass. Let's get this shit sorted. The best thing about Bateman is people sort of said, oh, his form last year in the Super League for Wigan was not terrific. He's dealing with his ankle injury. He's had a delayed start to the season, and they're not sure how much of an impact he'll have. The footy impact's like irrelevant. It's just what he he does, Johnny Bateman, the presence he has on other players to get them up and say, mate, I'll die for you. I want you to die for me. And players just lift around him. So even if he's not the superstar we saw in the NRL when he was with the Raiders a few years back, it's not the end of the world. Like He'll have such an impact on this. What they would have given for him last week when they were in the trenches and battling. I saw a quote from James Graham this week that just sort of said, 
when John Bateman's on the field, you're too scared to make a mistake. <laughs> there you go. And that's the impact that you need. <laughs> we'll say this with the Tigers. Uh, if Tim Sheens, Benji, Robbie, Appy, IPAP and John Bateman don't turn this around, well, what do you do? Fold her up. Just I don't want to have a buy this weekend anyway, to be honest with you. So. Just separate back to the magpies oh, and down, mate, and we'll see how Give the go. pies a shot. Yeah. Fuck. Absolute carnage. Uh, Raiders Sharks, 6.15 in Canberra. I think we've both got this as our upset of the week, don't we? We do. We'll talk about desperation stakes, mate. The Raiders 0-2, both very tight losses. Uh, Sharks, we, you know, a little bit confident they knocked off para last week, but... The rate, this just, it's too big a game for the Raiders. Their first game back home, I think they will be absolutely up for this one. Uh, Mariota out, Mooney comes in, still no Josh Papali'i. Uh, no real huge impact there for us at all? Uh, no, the, the only one kind of is like anyone who did jump on Pasami Solo with no yep. Papali'i still. Uh, they've sort of kept that one hush-hush, haven't they? Well played. Yeah. So any solo wins would be going sweet. More okay minutes for him and maybe he can eke a bit of coin. And I'll just point out once again, Josh probably calf injury, same as Nico Hines. Yeah. Both expect to be back, not here. Nico came out and said that he'll be back next week. I personally don't think he will be. Happy to be wrong? I don't think he will be. Mm. Mate, that, that is so significant because I had him... I had Braden Trindle locked into my trades this week. Mm. Like, if Nico doesn't come back for three or four weeks, I think Trindle is just a possibly trade of the week. But, and then I spoke to you and you mentioned you're not convinced. Uh, and, and you got a bit of male guru. You know some people. Mm. No, I, I just I, I just don't think they're going to bring him back. I've heard some things, we've heard some things mm. that aren't positive at all that kind of make sense. And, you know, when I posted that thing five weeks ago about it, Cronulla, nah, good as gold, he's sweet. Still not Round three, where is he? Not even on extended, nothing doing. They also won last week. If they manage to get a win here, I don't reckon you see him until the bye. I really don't. Why, why would you risk your Dalian player, who he was good to go through two weeks ago, apparently, mm. still not here? Why? Oh, well, I mean, this is a real real money where the mouth thing, isn't it? Because I, I think Chindle's arguably by the week if if we do mm. think he's... I'm going to spend my next 24 hours just digging and digging and trying to get more information. But I think Chindle's close to by the week if we think Nico's gone for another few weeks. And it'll completely restructure my trades this week. I just... My concern is that if he does come back next week, it'd almost be like, all right, if Trindle drops out of the squad, you know, I'm sure he'll get his games at some point here or there and get his cash rises with that, what, neg 54 break even. But if he goes back to 14 and it just kills him. Even if he doesn't, you, you can't waste a, a halfback spot. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. So that's that, why yeah. I'm like... And look, I, I think Trindle's a really good buy. I'm not confident enough on my take on Hines yeah, to go Trindle. Yeah. But I think you're playing with fire because... I think it's been pretty evident that Cronulla are just trying to... It's all good, all sweet, all's okay. They're just trying to keep the media away from them, I think, and, and, and you're right You're right in that if they win, they won't need to rush him back. If, yeah. they, if they lose, they don't need to rush him back as such. But if they win, it's like, well, just give him time. Why, why would they bring him back? Yeah. yeah that's so I'm... Ugh. I don't think he'll be back next week. I don't think you'll see him until after the bye, personally, Nico. But see how it plays out. You've got to take him at his word, what he said last week. Um... Connor Tracy out. Your boy, Jackie Williams, comes back in. Outside of that, no real changes uh, for the Sharkies. Uh, mate, your deep dive this week. We've got a couple of topics. I guess the, f- the first one, I think for experienced players, they will well and truly understand this. But for some of your newer guys mm. that maybe, like, 
like take my position for example I scored 800 last week if I was new to the game I'd go fuck I've fallen behind in points I'm 40,000 ranks behind Tim I'm actually 180 points behind you <laughs> don't panic it can be flipped in one gun capper captain yep. Uh, yeah, look, it's, it's something that I've gone on about with SC Playbook for a long time, and it is it's playing the long game, not the short game. And you say for experienced super coaches, they're probably around it. They're not. Like, lots and lots of people out there aren't. The temptation, it's essentially do you chase money this week in the next two to three weeks, or do you chase points? Uh, and to use a good example of that is, do you chase Torhu Harris, who... He's probably going to go up a little bit in value, probably going to continue to score really well, looks a terrific buy, but not much more value change. Or do you go someone like, say, Ellie Katoa or Wade Egan, who, across the course of the season, who's going to score more points out of those guys? Probably Tohu Harris, but you need to build your bank. So I immediately just go to, all right, Tohu, once someone like Stefano Utakamanu fattens up, makes his cash in three weeks, I'll look to bring in someone like Tapani or Tohu Harris. But this week, we haven't had any price changes. We, we've had a free look at players. You've got to be going for that cash. So that's where someone like, like Wade Egan will come in. He'll make you quick cash. If you don't own Harry Grant, he can, can become Harry Grant for you for, say, 50 to 100K in two to three weeks. Whereas Tohu Harris, sweet, who might go out there and continue to pump out 75 to 80 for you and he might make 50K. But in terms of your squad value, it stays around about the same. So. Yeah. Play the long game, build your bank. It's uh, my philosophy that I've had every year I've played Supercoach. I said from the start that I always start slow because I start with a, quite a well-rounded 25-man squad of, of uh, blokes who will generate me cash. People start with a strong 17 and a weak bench. They start fast, I start slow. Uh, it's something that I, I believe in quite strongly, play that long game. And people will start fast with one Torhu Harris this week. We're going to get to round 20 and you're going to have three Torhu Harris's. Exactly right. And that's the person who buys Torhu Harris this week. And, you know, maybe I buy someone like Ellie Katara or Wade Egan. They might outscore me. Sweet. I'm not worried yep. for that exact reason. Yeah, exactly right. Long game always. Uh, now, speaking of the cheapies that we need to target, you've got a top five cheapies that are sub 350K mm. for us. If you don't have these guys, I would advise getting them in. Who have you got? Really hard. This was difficult. Uh Jermaine Hopgood is obviously the number one at 298k with a negative 139 break even. Now, that sounds too obvious, but 68% of coaches own him, 32% don't, which is mind-blowing. Darussi was on last night with his his data analysis. I think the stat was in the top 20,000 teams, 98% own Hopgood. So that shows where the ownership stats on, on side are skewed, doesn't it? Yeah, wow. Um, but regardless, if you're in the 32% listening right now and you don't own him, Obviously, get him in. Make it move. You have to do it. Don't even. Don't think it twice. Our boy, your. I should say your boy. Actually, I shouldn't claim him. My boy's hop good. Your one's Jacob Preston. Mm. Tell us about him. Jacob Preston, two hundred k, negative fifty one break even. We spoke about him before, mate. He's playing eighty minutes on the edge. Uh, I think sometimes you've just got to back the eye test. The word out of the camp. They they loved him all preseason. They said he was set for big things. And in his first starting appearance, he was the first try score against the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne, and looked likely at all times. So. I've got him at number two on my list, and obviously this is I, I own these a few of these guys already, but I can see why um, you might have more pressing traits. People will be happy with their two RF, so they might not be able to get in Jacob Preston, but uh, I've got him pretty high up. 
Two things on Jacob Preston. One, he's overrated. Two, we've got a shocking eye, so just avoid him. Exactly right. Yeah, got plenty wrong before. So. Stay away from him. Yeah. 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 Here I am with KP. Fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, okay, number three on your list. Katoa of the Isaiah variety. Jeez, it's all our boys here, just quietly. It is all our boys, Until yes. the next one, but we'll get to yeah, that Yeah, yeah. It's a big fall off the cliff there. Yeah. But Isaiah Katoa, mate, he's made good money. I think he looks very... Two wins on the board. I think he's probably safe as houses till round 10 or so. Exactly. And I was really nervous about Isaiah Katoa going into round one because I was obviously critical of the Dolphins, as we know. The job security-wise, I was like, all right, is this an early kick up the arse from Milford saying, mate, you'll be back around two or three, but I'm, not, I'm willing to drop you from Wayne Bennett. Katoa's come in, settled in like a house on fire. Dolphins have looked terrific. He's about to make good cash. He's dual half at 5'8". He's cheap as chips. Uh, I just think, like, he's scratching the service for what he can do, and I, I think he's a very very safe buy this week. Question, houses on fire, do they often fit in? Do houses on fire fit in? <laughs> <laughs> Settled in like a house on fire. I love that one. Oh, mate, you, you know that my... Uh, my, my calls my calls are there not to be questioned because 90% of the time they don't make sense. <laughs> Speaking of not making sense, don't buy Hammer. He's a fucking trap. Don't buy him. He's going to score seven. He's going to score eight. Uh, he's got a negative... He's got a break even of negative 60 this week, 330K. Uh, I'm going to come across like a stubborn prick here. I don't think he's a bad buy. I think you'll make money. Had 19 runs in the first week. Had 14 in the mm. next week. He scored two tries because he's fast. Haven't really seen the ball playing or anything. I just, I, I, I think it's a good money maker now, and I can understand it. But in six weeks' time, if the, sl- the shitter scores start to come, mm. just be prepared. Yep. So the disclaimer with Hammer is that he's got the negative sixty break even. Yep. He's set to make some really good cash, and that is why he's on this list. He goes down and plays the Knights this week, who are decimated. Like, you don't, if you buy him, you don't even necessarily have to play him in your 17s. In, in fact, maybe this week is right, but I wouldn't even encourage you to play him in your 17. It's a money making, quick, get rich quick scheme, I suppose yeah. you'd call it. So I am tossing up Hammer possibly, but I'm on the fence and I'm with you, mate. He, he still could come out and get 7 and 10. But with a neg 60 break, even. What if he does come out and get to 80 or 90 again? He could make a ton of cash. And with the side the Knights running out this week, they'll be wounded after last weekend's game. Uh, they've got a quick turnaround yep. from Sunday afternoon. He only needs one half-decent score and there's some serious cash coming in. So I, I think I think he's a safe buy. He's a long way from being a safe play. For sure. And I, and I don't really back off any of my takes on Hammer from the preseason, mm. but... There is money to be made there. Mm. You've got the trades now to be able to get him in, make that money, then fuck him off. Dual fullback centre, so... Yeah, for sure. Uh, Stefano, mate. <laughs> One of the luckiest meat pies oh. of all time. It's almost a triple movement. Um, we'll take it, though. 319k at the moment. <laughs> Very good break-even. Um, I've started with him and Walsh, which is one of the few things I have done I have done well. Very happy with how that's played out. Mm. Yeah, negative, uh, what is it, a negative 24 break even, but he's got that, the all-important, the 78 from, thank God, for that try. Not thank God for it, like he was still going well, yeah. but that, there's money incoming for Helps. Stefano. And the best thing about him, I was, again, another thing I was a little bit nervous on going into round one was starting with Cotter in my second front row, my playing front row was Stefano, and I went, oh, need him to score a right, otherwise with a light front row forward bench, could be at risk. Uh, he's done a job for me early on. So very, very happy. And I think he remains a good, pri- a good buy at 319K. Money incoming. 
looks pretty safe to me. And then the only other one I had bracketed, and we've spoken about him already, is Bryce Carter at 234k, neg 49 break even. I suppose he's not that high up on my list because, as I said, I just I don't have any issues with my 2RF. Yep. Um, but as a buy, you know, he looks pretty foolproof. Yep, for sure. I think that also Stefano and Preston are classic examples about what we spoke about last week, that the round one score is the least important score of the entire season. Mm. They've now come yep. out round two, scored tries. That's going to be in, in their rolling average for two weeks, which is fantastic. Guys that go well this week, absolute fucking gold to have yep. there for three weeks. Huge. Now, mate, you've got a bit of a stat a deep dive on a couple of notable guys, and these guys are in plenty of conversations this week. Uh, there's one that I am very, very interested in, which we'll get to him him soon but mm. Egan Butcher 482k 42 break even I'm thinking I will sell him this week I don't know if you're gonna talk me out of it or not what do you reckon uh, I'm not going to talk you out of it but if you've got fires to put out he's he's not an urgent trade uh, like it's really polarizing me Egan Butcher first things first I just don't think he's an edge I, I think we looked at his super great stats from last season as a middle where he just worked his ass off and got through big numbers. He's been caught out on the edge defensively a few times because they've got a few middles coming back now, the Roosters, but they're just light on edges. So I, I begin to think he's just being played out of position. In round one, he scored 36 points. He had 10 minutes in the sin bin in that time. Everything that could go wrong for the Roosters and Wade Egan did that game. He had negative 16 in, in, in minus points, penalties, errors, sin bin, all sorts of stuff. So... The score's probably not as bad as it looked. Uh, round two, again, not terrific for him. He came out 44 points. But again, like it was not a lot went right for them. They had a lot of injuries, the Roosters. The stat that did alarm me when, when I was doing the dive into him was he, he's had 17 runs in two games, which for a big minute back hour isn't the best, but there's a lot worse out there, as we know. 10 of the runs he had were under eight metres for one point, mm. which is pretty substantial. Like when you see the better back rowers, you know, nine out of their 10 runs will be over eight metres for two points. We're getting double points for it. Yep. So I, I thought that was um, a tough one. Egan Butch will be moving on for me this week. It doesn't help that the Roosters have the bye next week as well. Uh, but if you need to hold him this week and you want to trade him later on another look at him, I think that's fine. I, I don't think you're going to lose money on Egan but you want to be making money there. Exactly right. Yep. And the, he's another one where, look, if he does find his form, Rooster start to click, he jags the odd try, we can get him back in, in three to four weeks' time, or five weeks, whenever that might be. But at the moment, uh, it's just not happening for us. Oh, I'm pretty confident that at some point he makes you 100, 150K. Mm. But for the amount of time you're going to have to wait and for the amount of money that, uh, you know, a Cardi, a Preston, these sort of guys are going to make. Just make the move now. Yeah, I overestimated his, his ability to move to an edge. I'd seen all of him as a middle, essentially, the, the odd glimpse on the edge. And uh, I said, I think he's more of an out-and-out -out middle. Yeah, I, I think it'll come along as a middle, but we don't have time to wait for it. Yeah. And we've got too many other, you know, better options around. Will Warbrick. Uh, I watched him very closely on the weekend. I've got my own takes on Will mm. Warbrick that I'll mention in a second. But what, what, what have you got, mate? Just a really interesting one that I found. So, started the season with a 33-point average. He had five tackle breaks against the Dogs on the weekend, had none against Parramatta. He hasn't recorded a single attacking stat this season. Try, try assist, line break, line assist, week one, no tackle breaks. He's had no offloads. So, I'm just thinking... 
I mean, we need the storm to come good for starters, but he, he hasn't done a thing, which from a Supercoach perspective makes me go, sweet, surely he can only get better. Yeah, uh, mm. my argument with Warbrick and from what I've seen of him this season that I've been watching, mm. that right edge, they're all over the place. Yeah. They are all over the place. It, the ball hasn't got to him in the red zone. Playing, he's playing all. short to Ellie a lot. All the time. All the time. The ball has not got to him at all. Uh, and, you know, he's got attacking upside. Played 14 games a cup last year, scored 10 tries, had 14 line breaks. He's got ability. We saw it yeah. in the trials. The ball hasn't got to him. Remus isn't letting go of the fucking thing. And Husey isn't getting it out there. Yeah. Husey's coming off that right foot or going to Ellie Katoa every single time. I think he's got the base stats to be very good. And I think he will be okay. And, and tries will come. At some point, he's going to get mm. kicks to him. It's going to come to him eventually. But I just... I won't be playing him this week. I don't think I'll be playing him anytime soon, to be honest. Yeah. I love the Titans matchup this week, but he's not getting ball. Yeah. And originally, I thought when Munster was out, sweet, he's on Hughes' edge. Yep. Uh, they'll get more ball there. Great for him, happy days. But you're right, it just steps off that right all day, doesn't he, Hughes? Or plays short. When Munster is into to the left uh, winger at the Storm, you know Munster loves that float ball over the top. So, yeah, I, I'm, he's an absolute happy hold for him. He's bottom dollar, scoring okay. Scratching the surface, but just becomes a very reluctant play in 17s. Yep, I completely agree. Uh, I had him as an anytime try scorer with Jacob Preston and Multi on the weekend. It was one of the more frustrating things I've ever watched him, ever fucking watched. He just wasn't getting the footy in good ball. It's crazy. Um, now, next one. I'm trading him in this week. Unless you can convince me here, I think there's money to be made here, and I think he could be a genuine Ooh. gun. Kiraz, 567K is not cheap. I... Uh, I'm going to watch your boner hit you in the chin, but uh, Isaac Tonga to Kiraz for me this week. I'm wearing it. <laughs> oh, it took two weeks for you to listen Where's to me. Where's the fin? Give me the fin. <laughs> two weeks and one sub 850 score and he listens to me. Oh, it's another proud moment. Uh, Enjoy it. I'll give you one thing, I mate. I just didn't do it out of spite. Yeah. I thought, no, yeah. don't. Don't be an idiot. Hey. Guru, the sign of good super coacher is uh, the ability to swallow their pride and take any bias out of it, take any any ego out of it. You have to be as neutral as you can to the trades each week, and and I commend you for making the move. I just wish you would listen to me too. Mate, weeks from ago. one of the great swallowers of all time, I appreciate that. Thank you, <laughs> Jacob Kiraz. Uh, not coming to my team, but for no major reason, stat wise, get a load of this. Last week, two tries, 13 tackle breaks, five offloads, two line breaks, one line assist, 24 runs, 148 supercoach points on the Bulldogs' seemingly less dominant edge. He is just an absolute goer. Negative uh, 36 break even, averaging a tick under a ton, 567k, bunch of money incoming, no knock on him. Yeah, I, spoke to, I posted a thing about Kiraz last night and I, po- I spoke to him briefly. I don't think it's a one-off thing. This is he, He's made this part of his game now to take himself to that next level to try and do as much work as he possibly can, which I love to hear. So I'm mm. going to go him. Uh, my, my, yeah, sorry, mate. No, you go. My, my concern, I suppose, in terms of not bringing him in this week is doggies were great and, man, how, how an opinion can change quickly. We had so much hype for them up into round one. They shut the bed round one, and then round we've said, oh, God, maybe this should take a lot longer than we think. Round two, they pump Melbourne in Melbourne. Up. No, they're going to be mad again. Hard to get a gauge on. 
for that reason alone, I'm like, oh, was it a one-off week? Is it still going to take time? Were Melbourne just not up for it? They had their injuries, perhaps. I don't think so. I think the doggies just blew them off the park. If we do look at Kiraz, there was a bit of word maybe he was playing a little bit underdone back end of last year, but he did the finish last year with scores of from around 21 onwards, 41, 24, 31, 28, 27. Outside of that, there was a 53, 54, 33, 30, 29. So I'm just thinking at this point of the season where there are so many good buys this week at sort of 570k, you know, sure we saw the doggies' right edge be quite dominant in this game, but I still just think with Flano out there and then we go over to the left edge, they're going to start getting the brunt of good ball. But on what we've seen, like I, I don't knock the buy. That's just the reasons why I'm going against him. Yeah, no, nah, completely fair. I also like Tigers this week, Warriors next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good little run there. So I'm going to back him in. I also thought that I thought during the World Cup he was very impressive mm. and uh, did a little bit of work with the Lebanon social media team. And the one thing the guy kept saying to me was, He's the main voice in the camp. Okay. He is the main guy doing He played fullback, obviously, but he reckons that he just matured to another level. So, yeah. and, and I'm very – it won't be like a, you know, eat your words. In two weeks' time, he could be 700K just going, oh, how do I get this bloke in? I can yeah. see it happening. Yeah. So, yep. it is what it is. Uh, Eli Katoa, your boy, we've sort of already touched on him a little bit, but what, what have you got stats-wise? Eli Katoa. Yeah, so we, we spoke about him last week about how he got his 53, 54 points in... 54 points it was without a single attacking stat. This week, mate, this the attacking stats came. 92 points, three line breaks, three offloads, six tackle breaks, a try contribution. Andy had that disallowed try where I'm pretty sure he cut straight through. Yep. Would have been a line break try. Uh, I mean, in one sense, it goes against the whole... You actually mentioned, I think, week one that was a one-off for, for a new club where he got his work rate up. Work rate was obviously... I mean, work rate was down a little bit this week with all these attacking stats, but we saw the the, the upside. So, love. I'm, I can't wait to own early. Yeah. No. He, he, and you know what? I, we mentioned on bloke on Monday, but there was a play that he got. He got two line breaks, two plays in a row. That's the little extra extra effort areas that we mm. haven't seen from Ellie over the years. So I love to see that. Mate, your last one is Ben Murdoch Masilla. Uh, this has played out exactly as I anticipated it to play out. I'm sure you'll mention it. Had a line break on the weekend for 37 in 72 minutes. Yeah, that was it. 72 minutes, 37 points, a line break in there. So he had seven runs in that time. They won by 20. He had 11 tackles. How? How do you do that? Yours. Yeah, so uh, the point was anything, anyone who's like cheap, dragons look good, good minutes, like... Probably in a void the whole time, but if there's ever been a way to week, this is it. 72 minutes in a big win for the Dragons outside Ben Hunt, inside Zach Lomax. Yeah. Line break, 37. Jack DeBellin to come back. Yeah, no uh, thanks. No. Hardest of passes on that one. Uh, mate, Nathan Cleary, big talking point. A lot of you had questions about him this week. I've just left all of them out. We'll talk about him now. Uh, for me... I'm happy to wait. I know there's he's going to lose a bit of money, but I just you're going to have to use two to three trades to get him back into the side. I'm just going to run with him. I can understand people grabbing the money, but I I personally think this Panther side could come out of this buy as a new side. So I'm going to hold him. I might be biased. I'm obviously an eighth fan. Got him in draft and whatnot, but mm. uh, I I think you're very very ballsy to sell. Yeah, look, I get it, and uh, this is again a 
purely looking at money making. And let's tie James Tedesco into this argument as well because they're the same for me this week. Teddy, 836k. Nathan Cleary's at 841k. Both break-evens. Like Cleary's a 149 break-even. Has the buy this week. Returns against Parramatta. At Parramatta, the Raiders in Canberra, Manly, Manly's at home. So it's a tough three weeks returning. That being said, Parramatta and the Raiders are both open too, so take it as you will. Um, Teddy does the same. So Teddy has the bye next week in round four. He's got the break even of 135. After the bye, he comes back and they've got Parramatta, Melbourne, Cronulla. So I understand it. Uh, I was looking potentially at going Cleary to Trindle, but now just with the uncertainty over Hines, I can't really do that. I think I'll be holding Cleary at this point, and, and the reason being is that I don't like any anyone replacements for him. Sammy Walker's started well, but has the bye next week, and then has the tough draw. I don't really like anyone else at halfback. Teddy, there are option, more options for Teddy. So... I just think the Roosters a bit undermanned, especially in the pack. I know they've got a few back this week, but they, they all still need to prove fitness, namely Cheese. So if you're not score that well this week, and then he has the bye. <clears throat> look, I don't want to sell him. Of course I don't, but I can see the merit in it. I, I do think there are more fullback options to go to for Teddy than there are for Cleary at halfback. So I don't have any strong feelings on holding or selling Cleary or Tedesco. I can see merit in, in both of it. And this is why I said at the top of the show that I think teams could be blown wide open this week mm. because people that do sell either of those just going to open up a lot of cap space elsewhere and it could see a lot of diversity in sides, which is <coughs> fantastic. It's what we want. Not that points matter at the moment, as we said <laughs> off the top, but if you are sitting in the top three to 4,000, mm. you're looking at your team going, I've got no fires to put out here. I've just nailed this. Then I can understand freeing up that cash to mm. really bolster yourself if you've got no other problems. But I think running without Cleary or Teddy at any point outside of the origin period, you're just asking for trouble personally. Mm. Yeah. I mean, all right, I'll put it another way. As a part of my plan, if I were to flip Teddy, let's say we flipped him to the hammer for the quick cash or Reese Walsh, who, man, I'm tempted by him. He just looked unbelievable. And then looking at with the Roosters tough run and the buy next week, Latrell Mitchell, who scored well in absolute gut-busting games, when the Bunnies draw softens up in three weeks' time when, say, Hammer or, or Reese Walsh peak and Latrell bottoms out, I might not own Teddy, but I could be getting Latrell in. And like, if you're sitting there with Teddy and Turbo, who, look, as far as I'm concerned, if Tommy Turbo's fit, I think he's got to be in your side. So I think in three weeks' time, people are going to be sitting there going, Teddy v Latrell, just like we did last year. And Latrell with a soft... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> trail with a soft run. Um, I can see why people do it. Yeah, it's an interesting but one. I, I don't know the answer. Like, I, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. there's a right or wrong at this stage, or there uh, there is. I don't know what the answer is. but Yeah, I, I just think you're risking a lot, and I think you're risking the genuine captain option that could separate you every week as well, which worries me. Yeah, and, and that's what I said. I, I think there's options for Teddy. I don't think there's great options for Cleary at this point. So... I think if you're sitting really pretty and you don't have Isaiah Katoa, then you can maybe look at Cleary. But I, st I still think you're just gambling a little bit yep. too much, personally. Um, all right, sit V starts. We'll go through these quickly. Uh, mate, when I had a look at my team this week, I've 
really happy with my bench. I'm going to be playing Oluquatu, Cartwright, Jacob Preston, uh, and then James Tedesco. I think Course, I might. Elite bench. Yeah, very happy with the bench. Um, as far as the CTW goes, Taruba obviously not featuring this week. Uh, so we've got Campiera, Will Warbrick, Alamotti, Isaac Thompson, those sort of guys. Mm. I'm playing Isaac Thompson, and I'm going to play Alamotti. Campier, I don't want to rely on tries and Warbrick. He's just getting no fucking ball whatsoever. <laughs> Not confident on Isaac Thompson over him, but that's the direction I'm leaning to. Mm. What are you thinking? Yes, I mean, hand probably forced a little bit this week off the back of Cleary being out, Tobout being out, and Tarufa being out. So my CT dub pretty well picks itself. I've got Val there. Alamotti playing against the Tigers. I think he's a great matchup. Warbrick, as you said. Not confident. I don't mind the Titans matchup, but I don't think that's going to be the walkover people are anticipating. Uh, and then I've got Isaac Thompson there at the moment, but Isaac Thompson's also potentially in my trade plans this week. Yep. So if I flip him out, it, it depends who I'd be going to. But um, you know, so I've got Tyo on my seated up bench, Taru over there, and then Khan Pereira, who. Good Lord, I'm not playing him in my side at the moment. So, no. um, so my CT dub, even pending trades, pretty well picks itself. And it's weak this week. I'm, I'm scared about it. I re- really am concerned. So I said to, uh, Tommy Turbo picks himself there. Jacob Preston will pick himself. Uh, Butcher's likely going to become Ellie Katoa. And then it'll just be uh, choos- choosing the fourth. I've also got Luke Garner in my side. So as I said, unfortunately this week, I'm a little light on. Maybe Isaiah Katoa is a sneaky one against the Knights down there. I'm playing Isaiah Katoa starting halfback, and I'm more than happy with that. I think he'll do well this week. Yes, yep. Uh, yeah, and then I think Reid Marnie's going to come into my side as well, so he'll be yeah, on the like bench that. for me too. Yep, I like the Reid Marnie play. <coughs> uh, and as much as I've, I'm negative on him, I think if you've got Hammer this week, he's a definite play. Agreed, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it, it's going to be a nervous watch this week at CC Dub for me. I, I'm really... Even if two of those outside of Val, if two of my three, and to be fair, a lot of people are going to be in the same boat, but said if I am carrying Garner, Cleary, Taruva, To'o this week, I need hopefully two of my three at least just to punch out 45, 40 to 45 at least. Yeah. Can't afford two tens in there. Yeah. No, I'm really happy with my team as it is right now. <laughs> I have got Isaiah Katoa at halfback and I've got Tanner Boyd at hooker this week, so I'm not stoked about that, but I think I'll be moving Tanner on. Pretty quickly. I've done my three trades this week. I've got 800K sitting in the bank and KP in my team still. So I'll be looking to, yeah. Tanner's a, I have to play, yeah. You're going to have to play. I think most people are going to have to play Tanner. At this stage, I'm going to have to play him. And look, maybe he's in trade plans as well. As I said, I'm wide open with trades this week. There are so many different avenues. So I I genuinely don't know at this stage. But as it stands, I am playing Tanner Boyd. As much as Tanner is a problem at the moment, He's a godsend at the same time that I could trade a cheese to a halfback or a five. Yeah, it's the dual position. Yeah, it's the best. Oh. Yeah, and to that, it was almost worth having Tanner in the fucking side. Yeah. So I'm happy to, for for forty odd points to be able to make moves. I'd rather make. I seriously considered Reid Marnie. I sort of had to make a decision by going Marnie or Kiraz. I'm going to back Kiraz in to be a proper CTW this year. Yeah. Um, beautiful. I like the Reid Marnie move though. Looks good. He just looks elite, doesn't yep. he? And we sort of spoke about it on a few different podcasts, but he's just, he plays a bigger role in attack at the Doggies, doesn't he? Parramatta, it was early ball for Brown and Moses. At the Doggies, he's such an integral part in their attacking sets. He just looks outstanding. Yep. And I think the best thing about him is he could be the number two hooker to Harry Grant this year. And he could get to 7, 750K and sit there. He might not, but worst case, I think he makes good coin for us and he's a rock solid playing 17s. Uh, and if he does get to that 657, 800k, whatever it might be, eight's probably ambitious. 
flip him down to whoever it might be in, in three, four, five weeks. Yep. Let's roll through some of your questions. We'll get through these pretty quickly because I think we've covered a lot of them. Uh, from more Jimmy, quick beginners rundown, how do prices work? Just want to give us, for a person that's just starting out, how does it work? Yeah. So we spoke about the break even, but there, there's method behind that, how that break even is calculated. Uh, it works on your three game rolling average. So if you score 90 points over the first three rounds, you're rolling average just 30 points, and then that dictates what your magic number, the break even, will be. So if you've played one game, your price doesn't change. Two games, your price doesn't change. When it gets to that third game, your first changes will come in. So an example of that would be, look at all the teams on the bias. Tommy Chaboyevich, he'll play this week. His price will stay the same because he's only played the two games. Uh, it won't change till after three games. Uh, and you mentioned it earlier, Guru, but... Uh, the second game this week, if you score, so your round two score, more important than your round one score, because after this week, your round one score will drop out of that three-round rolling average. Yeah, for sure. And I think if there's any cheapies that maybe you didn't get this week, that if they go 100-plus this week, you have to seriously then consider them, because that's going to sit there for three weeks. Exactly. Yeah, so plenty to consider there. Uh, this one comes from Bosco Harris. Too early for a boost? No. I think if you don't boost this week, you're probably doing something wrong. Mm. I have a feeling I might have even finished the season last year uh, with a boost up my sleeve. Oh, you, I did. Yeah, I think I might have had two pretty deep into the comp yeah. and, and I was fine with it. It didn't worry me. So it's still so early days with the boost, isn't it? And I'd, I want to still want to use mine around the origin period and we'll get into that down the track a little bit more as we get close to origin. But I like to save two to three of mine for that period. But this is a key week for it. This is the week you have to do yeah. it. Players are about to make a stack of cash. You know which players haven't performed for you, which haven't got the minutes or the roles you wanted. So I think this is a great week for it. Yeah, especially when you think <laughs> about what's a trade worth. Use a trade properly this week. It's worth 300k. Mm, yeah. You have to do it. Yeah, if you're not using a boost this week, your team is sitting very pretty. Yeah, 100%. Um, and even if your team is sitting pretty, there must be somewhere, yeah. somewhere you can improve or do something. Uh, okay, next one comes. Oh, Jesus. Did it again. <laughs> The late voice crack. Yeah, Next one comes from James G. Falling in our sword with Hammer and Sloan. Hammer, I'm not buying him, but yes, I'm happy to fall on my sword there. Sloan, one game. Looks great. Looks sensational. Don't bring him in this week. Wait, if he gets injured, anything next week. If he gets HIA, if he does his normal shit where he scores a 10, all of a sudden he averages 30 again. Just wait. Yeah, ditto, mate. Hammer, I'm half on the sword. Let's, uh, yep. let's see him do it over the next two weeks. But you know, if he does it again this week, which against the Knights, he very well may. Uh, happy to cop the medicine. And Sloan, it was one week. Yep. Let's see how he goes against Brisbane this week. From the great Dylan, uh, is CNK <laughs> to Hammer worth a trade considering long-term cash and current break-evens? We said before with CNK, we think we wait. If you're going to Hammer... I can understand it, but I just I can't mm. imagine that there isn't another guy in your team that might be more suited to yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I wouldn't. She said, surely there even like an Isaac Thompson or someone there that can maybe flip instead, or maybe it is an, an over underperforming gun who you flip down and just make that cash play. But I, I understand it. I'm not yeah. fully against it. Cody Sosso says, Grant or Marnie? Uh, do you go for the big points in Grant, or do you take the cash in Reed Marnie? I don't think he's going to score that much far behind Grant over the next few weeks. I think Marnie's the play. Yeah. I have, uh, I'm a very, very happy Harry Grant owner, but without Nass there now, we've already mentioned that no cheese, just the go forward of Melbourne concerns me. Like, if he's, is he going to get the ruck speed, the quick play, the balls? Potentially not. So he won't be leaving my team anytime soon. But in terms of that one, again, just back to cash. Marnie's about to make it, hopefully, a, a stack of cash. 
potentially be a keeper. He could outscore him in that time. So I think you you take the cash and you get Marnie. As you said, potential keeper. I think <laughs> the thing I like about Marnie is that he almost definitely will play throughout the Origin period. Mm. You know, Grant won't. Yeah, and read for me. Uh, and Marnie, if he does flatten out in the next two to three weeks, every chance you move him on to Grant then. Yeah. Uh, next one comes from Trudgeon95. Says Torhu Harris or Eli Katoa. Classic example. Torhu Harris, the better player. Eli Katoa, money there. Yeah. Touched on that one before around Torhu Harris. Eli Katoa's got the money coming in, so chase the money. Uh, Gareth Kidd, brave or stupid to ante pon Isaiah Katoa. Money to be made elsewhere. Concern the Fids fade. There is money to be made elsewhere, but there's definitely money to be made on Isaiah Katoa, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I had him one of my top five cheapies for the week, but... I don't know. If the, if the Dolphins do regress and he gets limited opportunity, he's not goal-kicking there. I don't think it's stupid to antipod. The only thing is, he's worth 200k. He's got a low break even. He's dual. It just he's helps. Dual. Like, I don't think you can go too far wrong. Yeah. I, I think worst case, he makes his 80 to 100k and then has two stinkers and we flip him for 100, like, and he gets to, the, what, 3, 320k. You know, maybe we trade him to a Matty Burton at 500k with a bit of cash. So I think he's pretty safe. And I think we both agree that we we I think we, we do both agree that the Finns will fade eventually. Mm. They're not going to fall off a cliff. No. They're going to be okay for the next few weeks. They'll play the Knights this week. He'll score well there, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd i be going with him. Uh, Matty Dangerfield, is it worth bringing in Trindle? We covered this. We don't really need to go through this again. Uh, Bo Hayden, crazy to stay with Burton or do I need to move off? <laughs> Welcome to the Burton Seesaw. Looks great last week. I thought the doggies looked fantastic. Check the score after. 29. Yeah, but was it, was it one of the posts there that someone saying, I don't know if it was a beers and break, even so it's a playbook wall, but saying, oh, swallow your pride on this one. Got that one wrong, boys, on Burton. Like, he killed him and he scored 30 points. 30. Yeah. He's the goal kicker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, look. A reluctant sell in the sense that they're playing the Tigers, they're playing the Warriors. He didn't score well, but the doggies look terrific. So I think there's points in coming for Burton, but he's got a break even of 123. He's 594k. I think you've got to move him on. And I tell you what, I, I, my eye will be on him hopefully at 500k in three or four weeks. Yeah. If I'm swallowing that pride, I'm going hungry just quietly. That's, <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. Uh, all right. Uh, what have we got? Okay, am I biggest trade target to my mag considering trading Teddy? We've done all those. Matt O'Keefe, best Ponga replacement. I'm going to wait a week for Ponga because I want to bring in Josh Schuster in, in, in two weeks or so. That's the move I'm going to make. If you haven't got Adam Dewey, is he, is he a must-have guy? Adam Dewey is your man. If you don't have Isaiah Katoa, yep. you can flip him down easily. Uh, I heard some very light rumblings, and it could be nothing, so don't panic, just around potentially Dewey in a bit of doubt this week. So yeah, I've heard it too. It's just yeah. just monitor it. Yeah. Like, I don't want him to sort of say, come out. If there's nothing to it, I think Dewey, yeah, he's the man. He scored 56 against the Knights and did nothing, and the Tigers were horrible. So I think Dewey's the man or, or Isaiah Katoa. Matty O'Keefe, coming again. He's double-dipped the chip. Is Karaz a legit gun, CTW, or a cash cow, or both? I think he's going to be both. Where do you sit right now? Guns ahead, I won't hold it against you. But what, what do you reckon? Uh, bit of a fence-sitter on this one. I, I think... <sighs> I don't know. I, I think he can be a gun, but I'll be honest, it's a pretty small sample size. Yep. So I, I'm I'm far from convinced he's a gun. But in terms of trading options, as we said, he just pumped out 148. So he's going to make a ton of cash, worst case scenario, and then you flip him for 700K. Yeah. So 
you can't go wrong with the trade. Now, we've sort of already covered this. This is from Tyson James. His question is, I've got the money, Pele to Tohu. Tohu is coming up a lot, a lot. So I think it's worth touching on him. He's another guy that when Jazz comes back into this side, which is on the extended bench mm. this week, I, I can't see a world where he plays 80 minutes the entire season. I think we're sort of seeing the peak of him. I think that as the season goes on, he will fall back to about a 60-point average goal, which is still good. But I can't see him doing this every single week. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think he plays it. It'll kill the poor bugger if he plays 80 every week. Just said Jazz back, so I, I'm not keen on it. The only way I could make a case for it would be is if Pele or Moali or Shackleson was your second front rower and you needed to plug a spot for your on-field points each week. Yep. In which case, cool, I get it, but... Like a lot of people sitting there with at least one gun front rower and then say Stefano Udicamanu. I'd be happy. I am rolling with that. I, I'm happy to go with that. You know, if you don't own Stefano, just go Pelé to Stefano. I think they're, they're, more, they're a better value money-making options than Torhu. And I just think that money could be better spent elsewhere. Torhu, let's see him do it for three or four week, more weeks. Since 2018, Darussi stat last night, Torhu has one ton. And it was like 104. Which shows that he bangs out like 70 every week. He's an animal, but I just, not this week. Yeah, I, I think that there's a really good chance if you buy him this week, you might have missed the best of him. Mm. And I just don't think it'll be worth yep. your while. And he doesn't have that upside, as, as you said. They've had Darusha. injuries on field in, in one of the last couple of weeks, so he's, you know, there's every chance his mints were inflated as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, mate, captains this week to finish off. Um, <coughs> Turbo and Hopgood play Thursday. Makes life very, very interesting. Outside of that, Harry Grant's jumping out at me, maybe. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Who, who are you thinking? I'm so torn. Yeah. So. Bro, I've, I've, got, I've got written down here, Kiraz LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think, it sounds, it sounds like it won't happen, but the Saturday 5.30, if Val were to play fullback, I think I'd take that. Yeah. But if I do hold on to Tedesco this week, which I might not, I'll probably just whack the C on him, which I'm not happy about, but I don't have options. Which And it's like the VC, VC is probably going to be Tom Trebojevic, but C, Jermaine Hopgood, like, do you just lock in the, he gets you his 70 to 75 with, we've seen his upside, dude's an yeah. animal, so maybe it's just Hopgood. Maybe just play it safe this week. I hate doing it because I want the high ceiling. I want the high ceiling captain, but at the same time, he scored one twenty four last week. So what more do you want? And I mean, I think we look at Turbo's score of ninety nine last time and go, "Wow, that was so impressive." But he was hobbling around. Mm. Like I think he's far from a hundred percent still. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I Para, like Turbo, but I'm yeah. leaning towards Hopgood at the moment. Power O from two concerns me that a bit like the Raiders, they have yeah, to get bad. up for this game. Like yeah, I. Yeah, look, I'll bang on about it all year, but coming off a bye, you've got two weeks to prepare for sides. Parramatta's got a lot of guys out there that normally wouldn't be out there. A lot of guys that you can target mm. in that side too, realistically. Uh, between, you know, your Bryce Cartwrights, your Dorries, these sort of guys. You've got big middles playing huge minutes. You can take advantage of that. I just worry that Manly can come into this with a really good game plan to beat them. So, yeah. interesting few weeks for Parramatta. And that's it. And, like, if I was leaning towards something, I'd tell you. But at the moment... I don't know. Like I spend the whole start of my week just researching, researching, reading up, doing podcasts, speaking to you, speaking to other people. 
And then I get to Thursday afternoon and go, all right, the information's all there. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. So and I think, you know, you mentioned James Tedesco there. Granted, didn't score overly well last week, 55. He should have scored three tries. Exactly. Just didn't pass in the fucking ball. Granted, it's South Sydney, different beast, and they've got their middles coming back. That's what I, I don't like Teddy as a captain this week, mm. but I don't think it's a bad option because yeah. I don't think there's a standout. I wish Val was playing fullback. He'd be, he'd be my play. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have the balls to do it, but... Not uh, at centre, though. Not at centre. No. <coughs> no. No way. All right, mate. We done and dusted here? All done, mate. Time to hit the frog. Uh, guys, make sure you reach out to Blue Wealth Property. They're making investing in property easy for you. And the standout thing for us is just how easily they explain everything to us. Yeah. It's the best thing about Couldn't it. Couldn't recommend You mentioned that the, the links to the seminars are in the, the bio there, mate, or the detailed description of the YouTube video. If you're around the area, it'd be, what, 45 an hour every night, midweek, whenever they do it, Friday night, couldn't recommend it anymore. They, we, I've sat out through one of them, spoke to the boys. Holy shit, I learn a lot. Yeah, well worth it. So, yeah, in the description, you can find the links. If not, reach out to myself, reach out to Timmy, reach out to Blue Wealth yourself and just tell them, beers and break even. Please, send them, please tell them beers and break even sent you. Yeah, but a few we, people have taken that avenue, which has been unreal. Yeah. We're already people reaching out. So great to see. Uh, guys, thank you. We will be back next week. Romeo, make sure you reach out. Beers and break evens at gmail.com. Maybe slip some nudes in there, Romeo. Real old fashioned stuff, right? Romeo, reach out, you good looking bastard. Ooh, lovely. All right. Uh, I will, me and Tim will see you guys next week, and I'll have that trophy back in front of me. <laughs> Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.